Well, good evening, and welcome back to the second season of Mystic Misfits, a podcast created uh, especially for those that may not fit in well. Um, my name is Ryan Evans, and I am here with my friend and colleague, Pastor Deanna Barker, and we are so excited to be back for our second season as we wrapped up our uh, first season uh, right before the uh, the holidays, uh, and man, that was a very fun and riveting season. Uh, I think we did pretty a pretty good job for our first time doing this, and well, hello, Deanna. Oh, hello, Ryan. It's good to be back. It is good to be back, isn't it? Uh, definitely in store for all of our listeners, including ourselves. Uh, this season we're going to have uh, many more uh, hosts or uh, guests. Guests, yeah. And our topics, I think, are going to be uh, maybe a little bit more different or uh, maybe going into some more details or maybe some more taboo subjects about spirituality and other stuff, things like that. Um, yeah, I think it's just, we're just going to have a really good, awesome, fun season and hopefully help some, some people along, along the way. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Helping, helping people along the way is what this is all about. And of course, I, I know I've, you know, we've talked and stuff and we've, um, you'll be f- after the new year and stuff, but, um, how was your new year? My new year. My new year was great. I, I spent it with friends at a party, New Year's Eve party. So yeah? It, it was good. Yeah, I I did the same thing at New Year's Eve with uh, some friends at a at a bar over here in Fort Worth. And uh, it was definitely a lot of fun. And But ironically, I haven't seen those friends since New Year's. <laughs> so, yeah. like, we ran in. We ran in the New Year together, but I haven't seen them since then. Um what else has been going on? Um, obviously working. I know you got a new job, right? Yes. And you're liking it? I'm liking it. Oh, good. It's good. at a nursing home in Red Oak, Texas, and it's it's good. It's good. It's, well, it's, it's good you're keeping busy with it. I'm keeping busy with it, and, and it's not like the hospital where, you know, like I was telling you earlier, it's not like it's a lot of death and a lot of emergencies, a lot of cold blues or mm-hmm. anything like that. It's Yeah, it's a lot just, of sorrow, yeah. Yeah, it's just more of listening, reading the Bible, playing checkers with the residents or some kind of monopoly or something or sitting with them and and uh, while they're having their meal or feeling feeding some of them their meal that needs it or some things like that. Simple, simple things, but nothing um, detrimental. Right. So, I mean, you're definitely an extra pair of hands, and then you're also there to, you know, just provide comfort. Yes. Yeah, okay, awesome. There to listen. That that sounds like a good place for you to be. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, well, uh, I mean, you know, the beginning of the year has definitely been pretty slow. Um, and moving forward, there's just a lot of things that um, uh, I've been working on in terms of plans and uh, business plans, things like that, for potentially relocating, expanding, um, uh, 
looking for additional investors, things like that. We have all that going on. Um, and then also, I'm currently looking for a, uh, a new apartment to live in as well um, in the area. So I've been doing that. So I've been pretty busy the last several weeks, uh, really this whole month of February. Mm-hmm. Plus, we had Valentine's Day. Woohoo! Valentine's Day. I can't, but I can't, uh, but recognize Valentine's Day because it's the day before my birthday. So that is absolutely true. Your birthday is February fifteenth. Yes. Yeah. Did you have a good birthday? I did have a good birthday. Good. Yes, been with friends again. So excellent. It's nice to have a few friends here and there. Yeah. Um, well, Valentine's Day, obviously, yeah, you could not recognize that Valentine's Day was coming up (laughs) because, you know, for every holiday that comes up, you know, at least a few months prior, they're already putting out grocery stores, things like that, um, um, the decorating stores, they're all, they're putting out all of the merchandise for each seasonal thing that's coming up, so... All of the chocolate, the bears, the flowers, all that was up like 30 days you know, prior, so I think even a month and a half before uh, February 14th. And then when it got closer, uh, there was just, a, you know, they started to increase mm-hmm. how much more inventory they had. So um, I really hope that everybody out there, whether you actually had a love interest or a valentine or somebody you know um that you're emotionally invested in no matter what the situation was i still hope that you had a great day i know some people were not uh or or did not um which you know very sorry if you didn't um valentine's day you know was just it's a it's a commercialized day and a lot of people don't even know the history of it. The history is very, very murky. But I do think it's very important, right? Because it's like, because I, I kind of wanted to touch on it. Because it's like, people, with all of the holidays, whether it be Mother's Day, Father's Day, um, Valentine's Day, you know, um, it's kind of like we have to assign these, these occasions, you know, their own day. But... Every day is about your mother. And for some people, every day, you know, it's going to be about their father, right? The, the people that gave birth to them, that influenced them, that raised them. Um, for me, it's like every day is about my mother because I live, uh, uh, work with her. Right, right, <laughs> right. But like for Valentine's Day, uh, it's like that is the only time, um, you know, during the 300, 365 days of the year for us to show that person something extra you're supposed to show a love interest the person that either you're with or married to or whatever that type of um you know, increased um attention you're supposed to show that to them every day if possible so i really don't understand the whole the whole you know why do you need to specifically have this day and go out and have dinner on this day? And it has to, like, revolve around romance. That's the connotation to it. And get the flowers and the candy. Why can't you do that for somebody every day? Get a flower or get a little box of candy or something like that. Well, I guess part of it is because of this 
Saint Valentine guy. Did you know he was a third century Roman and a clergyman? Yes. Okay. So let's let's talk about that because I I know that like during that time of the year, you know, leading up to Valentine's Day, of course, like you'll see things on the History Channel or whatever about talking about how commercialized the the holiday is, but most people don't even know what it's about or who Saint Valentine you know was, and I think from what I've what I researched, there are the Catholic Church recognizes three. Uh, three saints named Valentine that have been martyred. Yeah. Three of them. So, um, but I, when we kind of go back to like who maybe was the first one, it would be during um, somewhere like around the third century, as you said, under uh, Emperor Claudius II around that time frame is where maybe the all three kind of like come in, uh, come into that same time frame yeah well it's it's well this going back to the like it says here going back to the high middle ages that it's been associated with the tradition of courtly love so i guess that's why we have to celebrate it on the 14th and take people out to dinner and all the stuff you said because it's courtly love. Well, the month of February has been associated with romance. So, then also there apparently there was a basically February or Valentine's Day that the season apparently there's a mixture of traditional Roman uh, holidays and mm. traditions and then Christian. So there's been a culmination of both of those throughout the centuries for it. So it's kind of like where we have the Ides of March. We also had the Ides of February. Um, and apparently there was a Roman holiday, which is called, pull out my notes. Lupercalia. Okay. Lupercalia, which basically was a fertility festival. Uh, to honor Faunus, the Roman god of agriculture, and the Roman founders, Romulus and Remus. And there was a lot of stuff that went on during that festival. Mm -hmm. So it was for fertility. So basically what they would do, uh, the Roman priests, who were called Luperci, that was a specific order of Roman priests, they would sacrifice goats, um, for the fertility part, um, and then dogs for the purification part, and then they would cut the they would take the goat skin and cut that up into strips and bathe it, soak it in the blood, and then they would go <laughs> they would go around Rome and slap the buttocks of young females. Mm-hmm. That must have been interesting to see. I could imagine that was, I mean, that was probably the talk of the town, obviously. Um, can you imagine people doing that today? Just, hey, you look young and fertile. Let's make sure. 
Um, so yeah, they would slap um, young women uh, on the buttocks with this blood-soaked goat skin. And um, then also, the young females were to like hang out with single males. Mm-hmm. They would get assigned. They would put their names in this huge urn, supposedly, and then the names would be drawn out, and then those two people were matched uh, for like a year, and then they would end up getting married anyway. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that, uh, they considered, I mean, obviously that would be a pagan holiday um, from the, you know, the, the Christian point of view. But, um, so they would take that, or... or and they wanted to basically kind of like, quote unquote, Christianize it. So that's when they, basically, the Catholic Church tried to um, get rid of that holiday and Christianize it. And that's when they turned it into um, Saint Valentine's Day on the on the fourteenth. Okay. Um, long story short, basically. You know, because we, can you explain to people the idea of what a pagan is, or paganism? Because I kind of feel that, obviously, the word pagan, when somebody hears it nowadays, if they're not educated, they're like, oh, that's evil. It's not necessarily evil, it just means that they're, like... They're just not non-believers, or 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 they don't really um, follow the commandments of Christ or mm-hmm. the Bible. Like the Bible says, we shouldn't eat pig. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't eat ham and pig and and certain things, you know. And they may eat it, you know. I mean, so I mean, really, the idea of a pagan is just somebody who's not who's basically an outsider of the religion, right? That's it. Right. But it's not it's not nothing evil. No, it's just an outsider. So I mean when the conquistadors came over um and landed and then you know basically everybody over here when you say someone has pagan pagan paganistic ways or Something like that. It could be as simple as you know, like uh, people believe that if you're a Christian, you shouldn't go to you shouldn't go to bars or anything like that. But you go to bars and anyway, so they, that's a pagan. Like, see, I wonder how. See, now that, that's a whole probably different topic. But I wonder how that got incorporated into that type of thinking. That okay. Well, let's call this person a pagan because they are going to bars when basically before there was the idea of a Christian church all of those people were uh, were Roman citizens or not Roman citizens but all those people were not a part of the church until there was a church or well, followers of Christ. It, it, it's like so they were all pagans to begin with. And it's then like they, you shouldn't be doing anything that was done in Sodom Gomorrah times. So. 
<laughs> I, I definitely. If you're a Christian. Yeah. But that's not necessarily true, so. Um, well, I mean, but there it is. I mean, like, before they converted, they were believing in, you know, the stuff that the Romans were believing in, the the Roman gods, and, mm-hmm. which were also a part of Greek mythology. So, I mean, it's like, but I just don't understand how how over the centuries... Uh, up until now how that is associated with like if you're a pagan you're just doing things that you shouldn't be doing or condemned which there's just a lot of miscommunication there I think that's just a huge misunderstanding and people not delineating going into further details yeah that's true too Hmm. but anyway sorry don't mean to to digress um Let's segue back to Valentine's. So, yeah, I mean, that's basically, I think, the whole idea behind the the story of Valentine's Day. Um, there was a Roman thing going on, a Roman feast uh, or festival for fertility. And then when the church came about a little bit more pronounced and prominent, then it wanted to change that and get rid of that and Christianize it, mm-hmm. which I believe it's definitely worked (laughs) it definitely worked and then um like i said there's like some of the history is murky murky really murky um so we talked about the three different saints um there is believed to be a couple of people throughout history that sent the, the like the first valentine like a message that said something Valentine, like the ones that were actually named Valentine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the latest one in the uh, um, was somewhere around the 15th century, which I, you may have notes about that. But so apparently, after the year 1415, with the Battle of um, Agincourt, um, Charles, Duke of Orleans. Who was French? It was a battle between the English and the French, and the French lost. Um, well, he was uh, imprisoned for twenty-five years, and his wife and him did not see each other for twenty-five years. And unfortunately, uh, she died before he was released, so he lived. But he made a poem and he sent it to her, and um, he basically signed it, um, "A very gentle Valentine." Mm-hmm. in the poem at the end and then this may be you know the first possible valentine greeting ever sent um but then there's some stories and legends about some others um like the three that i was talking about where it was either he was a priest and he was marrying soldiers after emperor Cla- emperor claudius said um no marriage for soldiers soldiers should right. be single and then so that 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 priest may have been the one that, you know, was executed. Uh, he was executed from the legend, and then there was a bishop, Valentine as well, during the same reign of Claudius, and then he was doing something and he got beheaded, as well. Um, he may have been sending uh, or helping uh, prisoners escape. Um, 
and then the third one may have also been in jail and he may have been dating the jailer's daughter who was coming to visit him and he um, could have been the one that wrote her letter and signed it my uh, my valentine or dearest valentine <laughs> But that would go, that would go back to you right. know, the third century, right. somewhere around there. Whereas we know, because this this document exists from um, Charles Duke of Orleans, um, his poem still exists and how he signed it. Yeah. So it's like okay, but besides the besides all of that, those little details. What is Valentine's Day? I mean, it's just a commercialized holiday, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much something like Halloween. Basically, it's one and the same. Um, I just, my, my, I guess my thing with it, with it is if you're in a relationship, show that person something every day. <laughs> Period. Just like with your mom, show some type of love and affection yeah. every day. You don't have to wait until February 14th, nor should you, because I doubt you're going to have a relationship if you do that. <laughs> okay, moving on. So, Deanna, um, what else did we have going on? Oh, we, are, we, we had, um, obviously, we had Mardi Gras, and then we had um, Fat Tuesday, and of course, Ash Wednesday, because mm-hmm. we're, we're in the Eucharist going into Easter and definitely for um, for Fat Tuesday I, I definitely fattened myself up uh, ate as much as I could <laughs> and then you know, even those preceding days um, over the weekend because I am participating in in Lent this year I'm sacrificing um, I didn't go to a specific church or anything like that this is my personal communion and communication with God like I told God, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to you know, sacrifice, purify myself, mm-hmm. and get ready for the Eucharist. That, you know, that's, that's my personal way of doing it. So after Ash Wednesday, can you tell people what Ash Wednesday is about? Well, Ash Wednesday is, is pretty much, it started back in... Um, Well, let's just see here what the notes say. Ash Wednesday in Western Christianity is the first day of Lent occurring six and a half weeks before Easter between February 4th and March 11th. So that's that's a hard one because you have Valentine's Day mm-hmm. that's right after that. So it's hard, you know. Well, and this year, <laughs> Valentine's Day was on, was on Ash Wednesday. How are you not going to eat meat on Valentine's Day? I know, right? It, it kind of sucked, but... Oh, well. So, but Ash Wednesday is a solemn reminder of human mortality and the need for reconciliation with God and marks the beginning of the Lenten season. It is commonly observed with the distribution of ashes and with fasting. Each Eastern Orthodox churches begin Lent on Clean Monday and therefore do not observe Ash Wednesday. So, 40 days, I mean, 36 or 40 days of fasting, that's... that's a month and what almost a week and a half mm-hmm. yeah give or take 
I mean, that's when the fasting begins, the purification. But um, I think some people, I mean, obviously the the most uh, consistent church-going individuals uh, or Catholics are going to know what the whole uh, Lent season is about. But um, can you kind of give an exp- explanation as to, give us an explanation? What is the what what is the whole idea of Lent about? The whole idea of Lent is to is to um, fast mm-hmm. again um, for what the Lord did on the Christ and His sacrifice, mm-hmm. and um, how His body was broken, mm-hmm. and it's 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 about purification, purification from sin and and letting go. Um, letting go of what? It's it's about um, letting go of sin and preparing yourself for the Holy Communion mm-hmm. that will be coming up. So the whole idea of um, of Lent is to purify the body, purify yourself from sins, and what else? Basically getting yourself prepared for taking communion during the Eucharist, during the Resurrection. Well, it's in preparation for the restoration to the sacrament of, of the Holy Communion. Yeah. That's the, the body that's, of Christ. Yeah, the body of Christ. Yeah. That's the main, the main uh, primary goal. And then it, it also used to be used for baptism because a lot of people get baptized during this time of the year as well. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of like you are... You know, just because you're taking the, the the Holy Communion doesn't mean that you're baptized, right? So, but but some right. people do. So, I, um, so yeah, there's a lot going on in that. There's a lot of extra details going on in that. Yeah, which is in getting rid of different this churches sin are going to uh, do it for different purposes, right? Getting rid of this this process of purification and mm-hmm. leading up to. Um, the Holy Communion is important because the Bible tells us that if you do it unworthily, if you take communion unworthily and not doing this purification process, you're going to die sickly and young. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's not really discerning the Lord's body. Mm-hmm. Um, you were mentioning something earlier about um, anger. Well, you can't have anger and ought against other people and take communion. You you can't do that. Um, First Corinthians. But why? First Corinthians eleven twenty three thirty two is all about holy communion, and um, verse twenty eight says, or twenty. Let me stop at uh, twenty seven. Whereof whoever whosoever shall eat this bread, meaning the Lord's body, and drink meaning his blood, this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. So examine yourself for what? For all the things that that you may have done wrong, that you should have repented for, for sins that you may have committed that you don't know you committed. Um... And remembering what God did, I mean, what Jesus did on the cross. Because verse 29 says, For 
For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Mm -hmm. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. So people take communion, and they have, they have hatred in their hearts. They're angry with other people. They have jealousy in their heart. They have uh, envy in their heart. They have all of these things in their heart. And, and, and you shouldn't have that when you, you take the Lord's body. Because when he died on the cross, it was pure, out of pure, 100% pure love and purification. There was nothing, nothing sin in his act. Right. It was a com complete and act utter of love. sacrifice of love. So that makes sense. Like, okay. You know, it's really hard to get rid of the anger and the resentment and stuff like that. And we've talked about that on some other episodes. But, you know, f in most cases, right, uh, some of, you know, your anger for whatever reason, jealousy, things like that, it'll fade over time. Uh, you know, time can do that. But from a modern perspective, it makes sense not to do that, to go and take communion with anger and resentment and bitterness and envying your heart. Because what is it doing? It's causing stress. All that causes stress inside of you. So it's like you, you're going to get sick. You know, Potentially the stress is going to cause illness and you're going to get sick. But what you're saying is, is if you go and have communion with all this stuff, then it's going to backfire and God will basically kind of like revenge for you doing that I wouldn't or say chastise you because you're yeah it's like the holy communion will backfire inside of you well yeah because the wages of sin is death yeah the wages of sin is death and it says um In verse 25, it is to remember Jesus and to remember what Jesus did for us. You're supposed to be remembering what he did and acting upon it. You're to remember what he did for you in death, burial, and resurrection. Uh -huh. So if you go up there and, and you have all this hatred in your heart and all this stress on you because you're hating someone and you have anger and envy and jealousy and sloth and all of this, and that's not really remembering what Jesus did on the cross and death, burial, and resurrection. No. Uh, I mean, it would just be like you're just going up there to get your communion, and then, like, you know, you're just doing it for show. Which I know a lot of people do. They don't really care. <laughs> this know, is something that they grew up doing, they're accustomed to doing, and they're going to do it. And um, then they go back, you know, they walk back to... Um, where they were sitting and then they walk out of church and get back to their lives of whatever. Well, I mean, it, if you're born again, you should be following the commandments of, the commandments of God and that's to walk in love. Forgive and walk in love. Yeah, but... You know... Um, fuck, how many people really walk in love? You, Not enough. Just, well, no, that's why the world is the way it is. That is why the world is the way it is. So, um, but when you take the meal, you are to discern the Lord's body. And other scriptures does that is a testament to this is Isaiah fifty two thirteen, James one twenty one, 
John 6, 49 to 58, Isaiah 53, 3, 5, and 10. Um, so you just can't, that's the biggest two reasons why you, you take communion. You know, to discern and remember what the Lord did and to let go of all of that sinful things you might have done or forgive people and, and walk in love, you know. I don't want, because you know what, all of that stuff, it weighs you down. Well, uh, yeah. It makes you bitter. It makes you bitter, too. It makes yeah. you bitter, too. And it makes you have a hard heart. Yeah, you don't want to have hate in your heart. Absolutely. No, I agree with that. No, I definitely think that this, that the Eucharist, Easter, and, of course, Christmas, two very powerful times of the year where, you know, more than a billion people are focused on the same idea, the idea of love and peace and um, restoration, resurrection, regeneration, um, love, absolutely. Um, and that idea where you could see people during Christmas and during Easter um, connecting with one another. And whether it be the Holy Spirit, of course, or uh, just permeating, you know, through people and people wanting to re or to re to connect with others that they don't normally connect with. And you know, another another thing is you don't want judgment and harvest. It, judgment, you don't want that seed coming back on you. You don't want that karma coming back on you. You leave those seeds of sin planet. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how things come against you because those seeds come up in a harvest. Some point in your life in the future, it comes back to ha it get, haunt you and get you. So mm -hmm. it's best to eradicate that and take Holy Communion and, and nullify those seeds. Oh, yeah, I know. Absolutely. No, the, the Christmas and Easter, uh, you know, with my line of work as to what I do, um, those are both very important times for me to do rituals. Uh, to do rituals for growth and prosperity, success, good health um, for my clients. And that's that's basically what I'll do uh, during this time of the year. And I'll do spiritual feasts um, as well to honor um, our past loved ones or lineage, mm -hmm. the spirit guides, of course, and then um, you know, do these rituals to try to manifest what a specific client is hoping for, praying for, um, in order to increase their own communion with God, with uh, the universe, right? To I, help them manifest it. I always tell people that if you planted good seeds, then you have nothing to fear. But if you planted bad seeds, you're going mm -hmm. around planting bad seeds, then it's not going to be so good for you. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that. Well, and we've talked about that in previous episodes about karma and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Try not to plant the bad seeds and try not to fuck over uh, people, people as much as you can. Try to avoid or it. as much as you want mitigate, to. <laughs> mitigate the fucking over of people as much as possible. It's, you know. We don't necessarily want to do that. Um, even though they might deserve it, right? We just want to try to avoid that. So, yeah, I mean, again, this is just a... Uh, obviously... Some will refer to it as a very holy time of the year, and it's just it's a very powerful 
time of the year again where I think so many people are focused on the same ideas and themes and those ideas and themes um, help to I don't want to say force but it inspires them to um, for those ideas to interrelate with people and then cause them to, to connect with each other and again it's just it's a very powerful time to do these types of rituals for the success, good health, love, regeneration, re- uh, restoration as well. So just think what would happen if you had a seed that was perfectly watered, perfectly nourished, and perfectly fertilized? I think something good would happen. Absolutely. You would have an overflow harvest, an abundant harvest. Mm-hmm. And Galatians 6, 7 tells us, be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whoever who whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap correction, but he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not. So that's why before you take communion you need to eradicate those sins and reflect on what Jesus did on the cross and forgive, let go of those things, those bad things that you're carrying around. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Have you given up anything for Lent? I'm not Catholic, so I don't, I don't really... Well, technically neither am I, but I like to participate in it. Just I don't, I don't... Like, you know, since I'm not Catholic, I eat meat. Yeah. You know, I was brought up Catholic, but, you know, usually on Fridays I try to eat like fish or something and not eat meat. You know, I, I, I try to do that, but. Well, I've not, given up, I've given up meat except seafood. So I'm just doing seafood. I've given up pork, chicken, beef. Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't really given up anything. Which. So like in that respect, but yeah. I've, I've I've given up a lot of like wanting to get even with mm-hmm. people or wanting to, um, as you say, fuck over somebody, mm-hmm. you know, for what they did to me, you know. So I've I've shown great restraint in that respect and given up trying to get even, trying to you know. Um, be angry at someone and hold on to that anger. Yeah. Well, that's that's a wonderful thing. Um, I, so I, w- I was about to say, like, whenever I'm doing, you know, very special rituals uh, or cleansings with people, I'll refrain from meat, maybe like for 24 hours or something going into a, a, speci- a specific ritual. Um you know, it's not something that everybody wants to really think about. I, I don't think anybody really wants to, to think about it and break it down. Of course, those people that are already vegans, of course, you, you got to being a vegan at whatever point you didn't. And you know what those reasons are. So, vegetarian, vegan. It's like, <clears throat> you know, eating meat is not just a digestive issue. Right, like it's hard to digest right. beef and things like that. But for you know others who really analyze it, you start to think about 
so many animals are actually really smart and intelligent. And then when, you know, you know, cows are actually really smart. Pigs are really, really smart. Um, I think the jury's still out on chickens, but I'm pretty sure they're smart. Um, and then you start thinking about the idea that you're taking, when you, when you eat them, you're eating their essence, their energy, some, f some form of, mm -hmm. of soul energy. Uh, it's a different form of soul energy, but it's, it's there. So, I mean, then some, so some of those, those types of uh, thoughts, um, philosophically start to influence people and, and they start to feel guilty. You don't want to eat the animal and stuff like that. You don't want to carry that. So some of it's for digestive issues and health issues. Some of it is spiritual issues. Of course, that's just the way it is. Now, I didn't, like I said, I didn't give up anything meat-wise for Lent. But I will fast. I'll fast from sun up to yeah. sundown. Well, and of course, fasting is, uh, is very important just for the idea of, you know, for health purposes, but also mm -hmm. spiritual in terms of meditating. And cleansing yourself to get to a specific point to have a connection or communion or some kind of message from the universe from God so uh, there's been many phil uh, philosophical teachers and people that uh, throughout history that do the meditation uh, or do the fasting in order to right, meditate right now so, yeah. I can I can do that I can fast I could not eat nothing from sun up to sundown, or I can eat like just fruit all day and no meat or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I definitely would rather just eat some fr fruit if possible, and not eat, not not eat anything. Yeah, because my energy would crash. <laughs> <laughs> With the fruit, at least I'm getting some kind of carbohydrates. So yeah, I mean, um, so that's what the whole Lent aspect is is for the most part about. Of course, every church and institution may be a little different um you know catholicism versus methodist and methodist versus you know baptist things like that there are reasons for wanting to do it right which i i don't know if i'm, I'm pretty sure that they all uh, incorporate the just the idea of not maybe not the lent but the going into of course just the eucharist part mm-hmm I have a question. Oops. Um, so once we get to Good Friday, what is there anything special that people should take into consideration during that weekend? Well, you should always be um, walking into the vocation which you was called. If you're born again Christian. And you've taken Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You should be trying to walk in the, God's commandments at all times. That's that's the purpose of, of of communion. Is that when you take communion, those sins get wiped, and once they're wiped, then then you start over fresh. So try not to make the same mistakes or that you did prior in the past. Hmm. Um, okay. Ephesians 4, 1 and 2 says, Therefore the, the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love. Forbearing one another in love. So, someone does you wrong, give them grace. 
I think that's kind of the ongoing theme, isn't it? Well, I know many people will be out there um, going to their respective churches, um, being with their families, Mm -hmm. celebrating, uh, going to Mass, of course, or going to church and then getting their communion. And um, I would really hope, too, that maybe with everything that's going on, that people maybe take it a little bit more serious than what they have in the past. Because there's definitely a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the one thing that we, I think everybody prays for who does pray is for peace. I mean, just peace and sanity, for people to have sanity, for people to not argue about these different ideologies politically and spiritually um because that didn't used to happen but it's i think at a boiling point now and especially this year of course being an election year and um the candidates that are running i just really hope that you know this easter people take it a little bit more seriously and try to as you said, not to have the hate in their heart. <laughs> right, right. And if they do have that hate, ask yourself, where the fuck is it coming from? And I'm going to say this, I'm not going to name names, but never vote for a candidate that stirs hates in the hearts of people. No, of course not. And again, it goes back to just the idea of being open-minded and learning and remembering history and that certain things in history should not be repeated. (laughs) Yeah. But unfortunately, humans have very short, short memories. Short-term memories. So folks, if you want victory, you gotta, you gotta make sacrifices. You gotta pray for your enemies. Mm -hmm. You know, you gotta, uh, Constantly remember Isaiah fifty four seventeen that no weapon formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue rising up against me in judgment thou shalt condemn. And if you speak in tongues, speak it. If you don't, pray. Mm-hmm. So yes, I'm uh, definitely would wish everyone a very very happy Easter. Um. And I I really do hope that people uh, take it a little bit more seriously this year with the notion of not having the hate in their hearts moving forward and really purifying themselves so that they're able to love thy neighbor, no matter who that neighbor is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, I definitely think that that, uh, we touched on some good things there. So, um, again, this is our first episode for our second season. And moving forward, we're definitely going to have some more interesting topics, go into some more details about other things that um, may be a little bit more taboo or um, just more things in terms of metaphysics, not just uh, biblical stuff. And then, of course, more open topic stuff mm-hmm. this, this season. And, of course, having more guests. Um, 
maybe potentially adding a special co-host for one show or something like that. I yeah. don't know exactly who that would be, but um, that would be kind of fun. And uh, just doing a lot of uh, things that we didn't get to really do in the first season because we were just new to it. Um, including uh, as well as um, videoing our sessions and YouTubing it, which Deanna really does not want to do. She doesn't want to do a live show, which I don't blame her because we do fuck up sometimes. <laughs> Maybe more than we should admit. But that's what makes it fun. So, uh, I would like for, on our closing notes of this episode, I really would like for people to... Um, if you haven't already, uh, look us up. Go to our website, mysticmisfits.net. And you know, at the bottom of the first page and stuff, you could look at uh, basically um, a little bit about um, my business and a little bit about Deanna's ministry. Um, you could visit our websites, uh, myoraclinic.com, uh, bigplanetministries.org. Uh, and then, of course, any anything that you may want to ask us in terms of questions or if you're interested in uh, potentially being a guest or um, just doing a guest spot where, like, we call you and, uh, you know, um, incorporate you into the show, that would be great as well. So email us at mysticmisfits21 at gmail.com. And, of course, you could find us pretty much now on all the uh, platforms from Spotify to uh, Apple, iTunes, and um, iHeartRadio, stuff like that. Um, the only thing we're not on yet is YouTube, but we'll get there as soon as Deanna gives us the okay. <laughs> I'm blaming it all on you. Well, no, don't blame it on me, because we can do YouTube, because at least if you get enough followers, you get a check. <laughs> Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, so, yeah, definitely. Please reach out to us, guys, um, and um, you shoot us your questions. And if you'd be interested in, in uh, um, put, you know, potentially being a, a guest. And what else? Do we have any other thing? Anything else? I don't think so. No? Okay. Um, so, yeah. and Oh, and again... Most uh, most times, as soon as we record these, which is usually over the weekend um, or you know, particularly late Monday night, we'll have this posted by Wednesday, no later than Wednesday usually. So uh, check us out for uh, around that time frame for uh, another episode. And I think if you follow us on some of these platforms, you'll get notifications too. It's like when we come out with a new episode. Yeah. So with that... We are going to say goodnight, and we hope everybody um, enjoys this first episode of the second season, and we look forward to whatever the second season is going to bring us, which I definitely think it's going to bring us a lot of fun episodes. And I'm so glad that you and I are back together. Cool. <laughs> Just cool. Really? Just cool. Oh, dear God. Okay. With that, good night, folks. We'll, hopefully, you'll be listening to us again soon.